Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time. We'll read the, the scripture that it gives that goes with our lesson today. Um, it's taken out of Joshua, the 10th chapter. In the eighth verse, and it says this And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I had delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what it means. Father, we ask you this day to touch us, Lord God, to touch our minds, our hearts, Lord God. Father, I pray that you touch this anointed word, Lord God, to us. Strengthen us, Lord God. I pray, have your way, Lord God. We need you, God. We need you to touch us, God, and strengthen us. Father, each and every one, have your way this day, God. We love and we thank you for what you're going to do this holy day. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So this is just jumping right in the middle of a story, but what it's talking about is where Joshua made this declaration. He just said, son, stand still. And, but what we want to do is look at it. So we'll start, and the previous chapter makes mention of the, the men of Gideon. All of a sudden, they knew they was in trouble, so they sent messengers um, to Joshua they seen it on their face. They was in trouble. The Amorites, the kings, five of them in, uh, in Zact has ganged up on them. And they just, I don't know, maybe they had heard that they had made some kind of allegiance with, uh, with Israel. So they decided they wanted to destroy them. And they had just told them, we're surrounded and we need help. So Joshua's strongest men's. They gathered from Gilgal. They started marching uh, to, to Gideon. Gibeon, and the, I don't know why the kings did this, but that they did. They wanted to destroy Gibeon. But they took, and I don't know if it was the Amorite kings was just out of fear of what they had heard that Israel was doing in possessing the land. All they knowed is Possibly is they wanted no part of Israel. But at the time, uh, maybe they had heard what happened to Jericho when it was overtaken by the Israelites. But they had ganged up on Gideon, on Gideon and reinforcements. But probably what they hadn't counted on is Israel coming to their defense. Now, we take, and if you look back, this is chapter 10 on the previous chapter, there was a little deceit based on Gibeon, what they had done to Israel. They had acted like they was from people far away. And a long story short, 
the Bible just says that he just said, okay, in the end, okay, we'll protect you. And some might have even said, look, they deceived us. Why are we going to protect them? And Joshua just said it basically like this. They can serve us. They can chop the wood and tote the water for us. That's a simple way to put it, but that's what the Bible says. So they took, but Joshua said, we gave them our word. We swear by the Lord. So we're going to protect them regardless if they deceived us or not. We're going to do it. But what this story talks about is Joshua and what he did. Now, what I want to ask of you, we can come to church. We have come to church for many years. The day and hour in which we live with all the media, 24-7 media in which we live, have we got to the point that we almost just look at truths like this as just stories? We just come to church and we hear this talked about all different truths. And last week we studied David and Goliath and we hear where literally a man anointed of God literally looks at the sun and said, that's it, that's far enough. We need some more daylight, so don't you go no further. And we go home and think, man, that was great. That was, that was great. But all these truths that's in the Old Testament are for our benefit. The Bible says of, of Joshua and this truth that it didn't happen before and it wasn't gonna happen again. And the point I take from that, this is not going outside, for, for me going outside and say, you know what, I wanna try to repeat that. But what this does is give us faith in what they did to give us strength in the hour in which we live. Not to look at it as just bedtime stories, just to give us a goosebump, say, man, that was great, you know, let's go home. But the, the truth of it is, is simply this. God fought, God fought for the individual and God fought for his church. And that hadn't changed. That hadn't changed. What I'm gonna do, we just picked up right in the middle of this, but what I wanna do is read a little bit more of the story. I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna stay in the same chapter, chapter 10, and I'm gonna start at verse uh, seven. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. The Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not for I have delivered them into thy hand and there shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night and, and went up from Gilgal all night. Now, and therefore came unto them suddenly I read, you know, I'm thinking, why does the Bible state it like that, that he came upon them suddenly? He's marching with a camp of men. The Bible says mighty men of war, men of valor. And, the, and the, the, what I could find out about this is they made the Lord help them and they made extremely good time. They got there a lot quicker than it would normally take. God was with them. In other words, 
God just blessed them in, in, in their travels, as you could put it that way. So they was with them and they came upon them suddenly and the Lord uh, discomforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Haran and smote them unto Ezekiel and unto Makeda. And it came to pass as they fled before Israel, they were in the going down to Beth Haran that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Ezekiel, and they died. And there was more of them which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. I'm telling you, that ought to encourage you. There's so many things that we find ourselves involved in that we don't even know what God did. We can only see what these eyes see. We can't see in the spiritual realm. I don't know if the men even knew what God was doing. And God was taking out more of the enemy than they took out with the sword. And probably they're just human. All they could see is the man in front of them. And God is saying, you fight the fight, I'm gonna help you. And God destroyed more of the enemy than they did. And that's the way it's always going to be. With God on our side, he is gonna help, literally. In verse 12, then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel. Now, he said in the sight of Israel, this encourages me. I take this, bring it to our day. This is not about one man. Joshua is saying, this ain't about me. He said in the sight of the men of war, this is where he said, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed and the people avenged their enemies and avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of the man, for the Lord fought for Israel. This wasn't about Joshua said, boy, when it was all said and done, this was Israel as a whole saying, God fought for us. And it's always been about the body. Sure, God takes leaders and promotes them. But Joshua said, I ain't going nowhere by myself. I'm doing this in the sight of the body of Christ. In the sight of Israel, I'm going to proclaim this. And I can just see, I can just see some one of his, one of his mighty men of valor. And Joshua was starting to say, son, stand still. And they're, and they're like saying, and I know they wouldn't have said this, but this is just the way I think. Joshua, do you realize what you're saying? Do you know the earth is tilted at 23 and a half degrees? that it's spinning on its axis at 1,000 miles an hour, and that it's orbiting at 67,000 miles an hour around the sun, and that the sun is in the galaxy moving at 483,000 miles an hour. Do you think Joshua considered the physics of that? No. But that's what we do when we come in and ask something for prayer request. Oh, you just don't know what it takes to fix this. 
Will you just remember Joshua? Joshua didn't say, what is it gonna take to fix this? The Bible says God took out more of the enemy than they did. He's not saying, you know what? I just can't believe what it's gonna take to fix this. And, and I sit there and worry myself to death. What is it gonna take? You know, this is gonna have to happen. This is gonna happen. But I don't think, you know, it, it's just not gonna happen. Come in, submit your request to God and let it go. That's hard to do sometimes. But just like Joshua said in the company of the men, the prayer warriors, do it and let it go. Let God be God and let me be a servant. And we just come in and we just think, you know what, we can't do this. We, we, you know, we just can't do this. Well, welcome to the club because I can't do it either. But I'm praying to a God who can do it. And if I'll give myself to him and like Brother uh, Newburn just said, if I'll allow that faith to work and generate in my heart, because I don't believe for one second that Joshua said, you know what? I don't know what it's going to take to fix this, but all I know is there's a God in heaven that can do this. I don't know what God did. I don't know, but the, you read in the Bible, go all the way back to Genesis, the very first thing God created was light. And he put a separation between light and darkness. Darkness can't override light. So if you ask me, just in pure speculation, Joshua, you need some light. I will just show you a little bit of my glory. I'll just share a little bit of my glory for you to take care of the enemy. So just what, whatever happened, God just let it happen. And when we look at these truths, they are surely for us to give us strength and hope. No matter, no matter where you find yourself, no matter the circumstance or the condition, but we, 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 we go to the cabinet and it's full. We drive a good car here. It's air-conditioned houses. And we just, and then when, when we hit this blip in the road, we think, my Lord, what is it going to take to fix this? It's the truth. Stood of stopping and saying, God, I truly can't fix this but I know you can. I know you can. And just like the man that said, touch my unbelief, forgive me for my unbelief, this word is full of scripture, the people that gave their self to you, and I wanna be just like it. I don't want today in all the negativity, I don't want today in all the circumstances that's going on. We can talk about ever what we want to talk about today. Like, boy, this is a day like we've never seen. No. Well, guess what? Guess who he chose to put in this day? Me and you. And God put us here because he had, shall I say, the faith to believe that me and you could overcome that whatever we face, whatever circumstance comes against us, because I believe that God will give us the strength to stand whatever comes against us. We, we can't hide behind. Just stay with me. We can't hide behind COVID. We can't hide behind the circumstances. We can't hide behind whatever some party is doing and said, but yeah, 
this world has went crazy. This world has been crazy. All I'm saying is God would give us the strength, the wisdom, and the knowledge when we lean on him, he'll give us the wisdom and the knowledge to know what to do. Let me ask you a question. Take this. Take this. Do you think Noah, Noah knew how to build an ark? Considering the last one he built? There's a verse in the Bible that says, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I think that grace was going out every day and I could see his sons asking him, Daddy, how do you know how to do this? Well, I don't know. I just know every day I go out, my hands know what to do. I just know this board fits. God's given me the knowledge day by day. I wouldn't know how to do this, but God is helping me day by day. Do I know how to do this? No, but God has given me the insight day by day. I'm finding the grace that I need to get through this day. God's helping me. The man didn't know how to build an ark. God just said, build an ark. But when he started gathering the wood, fixing the pieces, gathering the wood and planing the pieces, whatever how he did it, I don't even know how to build an ark. But here God anointed Noah as he started doing it. And there's things that just gives us, it should give us strength. When we're just overwhelmed, what do I do? What do I do? Well, just start doing it. Just, we have to just start doing it and depend on God to give us the wisdom to know how to do it. And just as he gave Noah to the saving of his household, he could have said, God, do you, do you really think I'm a shipbuilder? Do you see any water around here anywhere? But he said, okay, I'll do it. And he built an ark. He did. That's just me. So he takes and he, he does this. And I believe that Joshua felt anointed of God when he, they was working. And is what I mean by that. They was fighting the enemy. And Joshua just knew we are not going to have enough light to finish this. And that's when he asked God to just let the sun stand still. Now, he encountered the enemy and God had promised him not one of your men would be hurt. Not one. And But when he's facing five kings, five kings and their armies, but God said, you know, not one of your men is going to be hurt. You know, it's okay. You know, the old sayings, but when, you know, it's easier to pat the old boy on the back and say, it's going to be okay. But when you're being the one pat on the back and you're looking into the eyes of the enemy, it looks like locusts, then you must truly have your faith every day on God and believe him and take him at his word. For the psalmist wrote, yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and the staff, they comfort me. God has promised, he's given us his spirit. The apostles said unto them, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and unto all them that are afar off, even as many as our Lord our God shall call. Now, we can trust this word, these promises that are given to us, and if there's anything, I've said it, if there's anything of value that we need to trust is this Bible because everything changes in this world. Everything, you, you just, I don't know if you can even find anything that doesn't change in this world. But this word will not change. You can find it. You can build your life on it. It is truth and truth. God said he won't change. It is truth. So, Joshua trusted God to keep his promise. He led his army against the enemy. They went to battle, and it was a quite a, a sight to see, I'm sure. The enemy was surprised. They, they got confused. They ran for their lives. And this, the Bible says that they fought the enemy. They overcame the enemy. And what happened is that this boldness came upon him, it was in the light of God's promise that we was able to see this, and God had promised him. The sun halting its course was about a day, but God fought for Israel. There's no, uh, there's no mistake and no doubt about that. At times, we may find ourselves weak in the faith or ever how you want to put it, or just tired or weary, ever how you want to put it, but... We cannot allow that to overcome us. We must literally renew ourselves. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we have got to constantly, constantly renew ourselves, renew ourselves with this word. And in doing so, we have to do this. And we got to choose God and his battle. The truth is, we all encounter temptation. Literally, we all do. And Romans, just as Paul tells us, he said when he tried to do, to do good, the opposite would win out. The Bible says he failed at many times, but he did not give up. It's just he did not uh, give up. The only way to overcome sin is to allow God's word to penetrate our desires to allow this truth and to do it. Temptation is difficult to resist in our own power. Our best ammunition is the word of God, is using this word. When we test the word against the enemy, the word always comes out victorious. God will always, always win. And then when the battle becomes too much for us, just like Joshua did. We could call in reinforcements. We can, you know, sometimes as men, you know, we've always always heard a joke, you know, men won't ask for directions. We'd drive 100 miles out of way instead of asking for directions. But when it comes to us in this flesh, we must ask for God's help. Because on my own, I can't do it. And I'm, and I'm crazy to try. I've got to ask for God's help and allow his spirit to direct and to guide me. And 
if we struggle, sometimes we struggle. Sometimes the battle is physical. Sometimes we get sick. This body gets sick. And it just gets sick within itself and within its physical self. But I can't allow that to weigh in on my spiritual side. I've got to keep myself strong and study, even though the, the, I don't want the, the physical man to affect the spiritual man. I want to keep myself in the word of God. Now, Matthew wrote, Again, I say unto you that if any two would agree on earth as touching anything that they should ask, it shall be done unto you of my Father which is in heaven. Now, just as Joshua did when he faced the armies of the five Amorite kings, we may feel outnumbered, but we know God is faithful. We can trust a faithful God when he is already there. He's in our future fighting for us, and he is preparing the way for us. And the way I've always said, I love the concept of time, but one thing good about God, he knows the past, the future, Whatever, whatever is going to be, God knows your future. He's already there. He's in your past. Everything God knows about us. He knows about us. He's there. When we can run to God, he knows us. We can discover the wonderful truth. God remains faithful. We can appeal to him for strength and John wrote, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. The disciples, when they was crossing the lake and they woke up Jesus and they said, wake up teacher, don't you care that we're going to perish, that we're all going down, the sailors cried. But what the disciples didn't realize that they literally had the creator with them in the storm. All they could see, this was just their flesh. And, and to me, God was just saying, why, you know, why, these are my words, where is your faith? What has happened to your faith? And to me, that just says when we allow fear to overtake us, it can put a stranglehold on our faith. Because here's God talking to his disciples. Now, they were fishermen. I would say they was used to being on the water. And then here's God asking them, where is your faith? Now, I would assume that they had faith. But here, there, this storm got so bad that it, it even frightened these fishermen. And so we can't let the news, we can't let what's going on outside in the world get to the point that it puts a fear in us. Because in, in, in all seriousness, regardless what happens, God has placed us here and now, and I believe he's gave us the ability to overcome. Whatever comes, whatever goes, God knows us. He knows our future. He'll give us the strength to stand. And I believe that we, we can Make it and will make it through the Lord. Now, one example, you remember when um, Elijah, when they had had the drought and then 
Ahab and goes back and tells sweet cakes that he's killed all the prophets. And so sweet cakes just tells him about this time tomorrow, I'm going to destroy you. So whatever the region, reason, Elijah, he puts it in the wind. So, you know, did he run? I don't really know. He needs a little downtime. So, but my point is this. He goes, he hides. Well, maybe hides too strong. But he goes, he's in a cave. But here's my point. The Lord asked him literally, what are you doing here? But the Lord also tells him while he's in this cave, and here's where it takes wisdom, to go out and stand, I'm going to pass by. Okay? The Bible says there was a strong wind, an earthquake, and a fire that happened all outside. It words that like Elijah's out there. But Elijah does not go out until he hears the voice that he knows. When he hears the still small voice, that's when he goes out. And I thought, you know, I don't know what made Elijah leave, but God is God. And sometimes we can blame a lot on God that he ain't got nothing to do with. Because the Bible says plainly that the wind, the earthquake, and the fire, that God wasn't in. But the still small voice, God was in that. And when Elijah heard that, then he come out and listened to the Lord. So all these all these sayings, all these truths are in there to give us strength. All these impossible odds are in there to just give us strength, give us the hope that we need, give us for you just take no matter, and, and I don't want to seem harsh, but no matter what you find yourself in, this word has a place for you. This word, just like we studied on David and Goliath, where Goliath got up 40 days, two times a day, challenging Israel, send me out a man with a sword. You know, I've said, you can't let the world define who you are. If David would have went out there with a sword, he would have lost so he said, I'm coming to you, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. So all these are in here. And just like Joshua, when he looked at the sun, he didn't put in the equation, what, Lord, this is really going to take a lot to accomplish this. No. He just put it in the hands of God and literally I think we need to be just that way about it. When we find ourselves just overwhelmed, stood a laying up all night thinking about how we can accomplish this, I'm not saying, you, you know me, I'm not saying that we should be unconcerned. I don't want to imply that at all. 
But I'm saying, instead of worrying ourselves to death, so to speak, and just taking away from the Lord worship that's due to him and allowing ourselves to be distracted, we should give it to the Lord, as, as the apostle said, casting all our care upon him, for he careth for us. We have all of this. All of these are truths. I don't want society out there to just put a, a, a dimmer on these at all. These are truths. They happened, and they happened for a reason, and that is for God's church. And the point of it was, God is going to look out for you. He hearkens to your prayer, and he is going to take care of his church. That is not going to change. That, I promise you, is not going to change. And just as unbelievable, just as unbelievable as Joshua saying, Son, stand still, so he will work for you. I'm going to ask you to stand. Let's pray. Let's ask God to seal this in our heart. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your holy word, God. I thank you for... This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.